What's up guys, back at it again with another podcast episode. Episode six today, as promised, we have brought our Stanford Law associate, Eli Tannenwald, to the mix. Today we're gonna be talking about Rudy Gobert, we're gonna be talking about Juan Soto and some baseball later, um, but really we're gonna take advantage of who we have here to go up against some of uh, Greenberg's, in my opinions, um, outrageous takes. So uh, he has one that kind of revolves Juan Soto. Uh, Juan Soto recently declined a $425 million 13-year contract with the Washington Nationals. Um, I think the reason why he's doing that is for because uh, he thinks he can get more money on the market. I think he probably can. If there's anybody out there that's going to get $500 million, probably Juan Soto. Um, but Greenberg's take is that uh, if he was, the question that we're proposing here is, is would you rather sign a $200 million contract to play for your favorite team or sign a $400 million contract to play for a random team? Greenberg, what do you say? Yeah, I think I, I, I would like to introduce one more element to kind of level this out. $200 million over X amount of years to play for your favorite team and like you're competing for championships most years or $400 million to play for a random team that sucks, kind of like the Nationals. Yeah, okay. That, that, that's a good uh, preposition. Like like the Angels, for example, right? A team that's not going to win a championship, mm-hmm. but make a lot of money. Um, and Greenberg, what, what's your opinion? Yeah, on that? yeah. So my take is I would rather take the $200 million to play with my favorite team and probably win at least one championship. Because here's the thing. If I got $200 million... I would not know what to do with it all. I would, I seriously don't think I am capable of finding a way to spend $200 million. Now, if I got $200 million and then another $200 million, I certainly would have no idea how to spend that extra $200 million on top of the $200 million that I already have. That's going to be more than enough to keep me, you know, fed and sheltered and clothed for life. So I would rather have the experience of playing for my favorite team. And winning championships than another two hundred million dollars that I wouldn't know how to spend when I've already earned two hundred million dollars. If it was a difference between a zero dollar contract and a two hundred million dollar contract, obviously it's a completely different story. But if it's two hundred million dollars, which is already more than enough money, versus four hundred million dollars, I I I would take the two hundred million dollars because for me, the experience of winning championships with my favorite team is worth the extra or is worth sacrificing an extra $200 million. You wanna get the dog out of the trash? I will. Um, speaking of trash though, regarding this take, Lucas, Yeah. how many people's lives do you think I could save with $200 million? This is actually a, a great argument. Probably a lot. A few thousand people at least. Yeah. Probably tens of thousands of people. Even if you don't want to go that extreme, how many people's college tuition could you pay for $200 million? The math's easier on that one, right? Like, you know, a thousand people. Thank you, STEM major. The point here is, A, I would spend $200 million. I could figure it out. I'm sure my kids could figure it out. I'm sure my great-grandkids could figure it out. Imagine if the reason that you didn't have $200 million right now is because your grandpa, instead of wanting to make his grandchildren wealthy, decided to play for his favorite team, who, by the way, did not care about him in any aspect. True. The Warriors don't know you exist. Well, if they're offering me a $200 million contract, obviously they know I exist. Sure, but by that point, you're an NBA player, and all of the teams are offering you that, so they're no longer individually special. And they're also not willing to give you the $400 million. 
Exactly. There's another team out there that will give you. So you're they're they're not willing to pay you what you're worth. But to right, say because we're, we're we're putting to, together a championship contender. To say I, Brian Greenberg, would rather win a championship than donate two hundred million dollars to charity is like an incredible take. So Greenberg, are you a terrible person? <laughs> that is, first of all, that is that is top tier gaslighting right there. <laughs> charity, charity was not part of the argument. Second of all, but it has to be part of the argument. This is what I was I was telling him. This is really why we had to bring this. But to how many athletes donate two hundred million dollars to charity? Has Mike Trout donated two hundred million dollars to charity? No. Has is Juan Soto gonna donate two hundred million dollars to charity? Did John Carlos Stanton donate one hundred fifty million dollars to charity? I think the only athlete that has gone above and beyond LeBron. is LeBron James, and he's LeBron James. And you know nobody, nobody is, nobody is tarnishing Steph Curry for not building schools. Nobody's tarnishing MJ. You don't have money. Steph Curry died. Right. Yeah, but he's not. He didn't build a school. That's true. You know MJ. You know nobody's tarnishing MJ for solving hunger in a small African country. Nobody's tarnishing, you know. You know, like athletes aren't expected to donate half of their salary salary to charity. That's fine. And, it doesn't mean and that using using that argument against me. Is is ludicrous because you you can't say if you got a four hundred million dollar contract that you would donate half of it. That's a good point. To he's making a great point. To charity, you would you would donate probably. probably no, I, what, I would seven but, seven but or eight when, digits to charity. But when the first thing you say, when the first thing you say when you start your argument is, I do not know what I would do with two hundred million dollars. That is what I'm going to say. If you had said, yeah, you know. I just really want to play for this team, X, Y, Z. But if your argument, your primary argument is, I do not know what to do with $200 million, I don't, if, if Michael Jordan didn't know what to do with $200 million, I'm sure he would consider donating it. I think that's very valid. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd still probably donate to charity if I had $200 no, million. No, sure, sure. I'm sure you would. Um, so it's like, I guess, I will say it's a little... But I wouldn't donate. I wouldn't donate. It's a little unfair that I'm, that I'm, like, that I'm <laughs> making an ethical argument, not a pure sports argument. Right. right. So I'll, I'll go back to the pure that's sports very, argument. That's very uh, entitled of you, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. We got to kick him off. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's why I'm... Yeah. Um, um, and then, but, but here's the thing. It's like, let's say with a $200 million contract, I donate... You know, let's say we both get $200 million contracts and we both donate X dollars to charity. We don't donate... Two hundred million dollars plus X. If we get a four hundred million dollar contract, it's not like that extra two hundred million dollars. All of it would go to a charity or anything like that. Well, but say you're donating ten percent of your money to charity. That's an okay. extra twenty million dollars now mm-hmm. that goes to charity. Okay. To do what? To save lives. To do? We say to do <laughs> what? Uh, tell me, tell me how twenty million dollars is going to save someone's life. Um, there's like a bunch of people that don't have access to food and water, and you could just like. Give them access to food and water. But how how's my money? The <laughs> what do you mean? You buy like? Are we uh, just gonna you, explain you, to you how charity works? Put like infrastructure into like a town that doesn't have it. Right. I guess. Um. Yeah. I mean. And you know what? Actually, I I do know how how my money. I would I would pay for operations. For what operations? Like medical operations. Oh okay. Yeah. See. Uh, but but you got you guys are harking on me for not knowing how charity works. <laughs> how charity works? Yeah, I, I know how charity works. I would buy people boob jobs. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> You're paying for, for plastic surgery? That's crazy. <laughs> um, hey, uh, we know where your priorities are. <laughs> Titties. So, what is the amount of money where you would do this? Yeah, so what, what's the difference? You had $200 million for your favorite team, or a team comes and offers you $600 million. Um, or would it have to be the other end? What if it was between $5 million and $20 million? Would you do it? I'd probably take the twenty million. I think for me, once I think about about fifty million. You just no longer care about money. 
more or less. So if you were if you were Kyrie, you would have turned down your option and signed with the Lakers or whoever you wanted to be. Well, with. if I was Kyrie Irving, I would not know left from right and up from down. If I was Ryan Greenberg, I would take a. I would I would take a. If if the Charlotte Hornets offered me a max contract right now, and the Warriors offered me f- uh, five years, fifty million, I would sign with the Warriors. Damn, I cannot say the same. I myself. cannot say no the fucking same. way. I I don't I don't need two hundred million dollars to be happy. I need you know enough money to buy a house in Blackhawk, a Lamborghini, and Blackhawk. Yeah, what's Blackhawk? It's neighborhood in Danville. <laughs> um, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. If you played in the NBA, you would live in Danville. Yeah. Bro, what? No, 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 no. You could Where would live you? in, live in this, Dubai. Okay, I thought this yeah. was good. I thought I live in Dubai and play in the NBA, Einstein. How do you live in Danville and play in Charlotte? No. Like I, I'm not I'm not with my fifty million dollar no. contract from the Warriors, I'm living in Blackhawk. So you're gonna live in Danville and commute to San Bro. Francisco every day. Why don't you live in San Francisco? San Francisco's a d- different debate. This is maybe a debate for next episode. San Francisco, bottom tier city. Okay, I actually. Agree hey, you know what? I'm sure if you have fifty million dollars, it'll be pretty fun. No, exactly. You yeah, if you have that much money, you can buy the nicest place in San Francisco, and it'll be sick. Right, and you don't need a two hundred. You kind of just proved my point. You don't need a two hundred million dollar contract to do that. I think this is just oh. a larger argument about how you don't understand like how cool it would be to have a lot of money. <laughs> and yeah. I think I, no. I think I think the argument is you guys don't think fifty no, million dollars is a lot of money. About, let's just think about things that you can buy that are sick as fuck with like two hundred million dollars. You could buy a boat. You could buy like a big old. I'd rather be an NBA champion. You would rather be an NBA. I'd rather be an NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors. With the Golden State Warriors. Here's one. You can go to the moon. You could go to go to the fucking moon. That'd be sick as fuck. Do you want to go to the moon? Rings are forever. So is the moon. You you you're not living on the moon. It's you pretty, could no, you're not that. You, you cannot. Live, you cannot. I don't even think you could. Could you go to the moon for two hundred million dollars? Yeah, I bet if you, you know, eventually, when they, like in a few years, when they have like oh, uh, oh, okay. commercial flights or whatever. Well, now now we're kind of just breaking the rules of what we can and can't do with two hundred million dollars. You, know, you can just facilitate it. It's like, pretty what, fucked. Though. I wonder how much it cost Bezos to go do his little, you know, star trip or whatever. I'd did. imagine a lot of money. Yeah, probably. It's pretty fucked that we just like put our flag on the moon. Like, it's just going to be up there now. It's, it's kind of sick. But if I was in another country, that would piss me off. Go, go take well, it down. Yeah. <laughs> should have no, gotten there first, nerd. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm about that. I think that's pretty patriotic. Um, what other things can you do that are sick as fuck? You could buy, like, a ton of, like, jewelry. I could, could. I don't want jewelry. I'd rather. Well, what the only jewelry wife, that matters to me is a ring. What a if, Golden State Warriors NBA championship What if ring. your wife wants all this stuff? Then I tell her to go play in the league. <laughs> Um, that's another issue of women's rights in the W. And okay, so here's equal pay. Here's another angle on this. You think that once you get past $5 million... 50. $50 million. Which is a big difference from five. Once you get past $50 million, it's all the same. All right? Not what, really. What, not, what, not that... You're, you're, twist, you're twisting my words. You're twisting it's my effectively, words. effectively... There is, there is a very... There is a steep drop-off in for terms me, of the marginal utility. For me... Yeah, exactly. For me, I would... the. You know, anything north of fifty million dollars, I don't need to be happy. But I, uh, winning the ring with winning winning a ring with the Golden State Warriors would make me oh. and fifty million dollars would make me happier than two hundred million dollars. All right, I need you to look at Lucas directly in the eyes and tell him, Lucas, I would rather personally play for the Warriors and win a ring 
then give you $50 million of the extra money. I would rather <laughs> win a ring with the Golden State Warriors than give you fifty million dollars. I think I agree with that. I'm, I I can't I can't knock him for I'm that. I'm not like, I'm not giving I'm not giving away my money, no, but, but at the expense of a NBA ring. Here's like, what I think though, it, it, when it comes to family, your mom, right? Oh, my parents. I can like, I can I can retire my parents immediately with a fifty million dollar contract. Yeah, but they can't You're have a nice that. like they can't like vacation wherever they want all the time. Yeah, they don't and, need like, to. <laughs> Damn. I'm not gonna spoil my parents. Like, Is this all? Like, my parents, you know, my parents raised me, you know, in a very safe and very, you know, they raised me in Danville, which is probably the biggest blessing of my life. But they also didn't take me on yachts and they didn't take me traveling across the world. <laughs> so, so it's like I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy a yacht so for my parents. This is, like, this is a little bit entitled, <laughs> maybe. They this didn't is the me. most entitled thing of all time. <laughs> not buying a yacht for my parents. I, no. This is the most you guys, you guys, you guys, no, no, no. Saying you need, saying, saying you need more than fifty million dollars. That is the most like. I, I'm the unentitled one. I am the unentitled one. I am taking my fifty million dollars. Do you think your parents being happy with would it? Want to go on yachts and have a great time all the time? I think they'd rather their son be an NBA champion with the Warriors. Cap. That's no. That's fucking cap. So it's like that's it's the whole like cap. ex son or Y daughter, but it's championship son or son who gives me fifty million dollars <laughs> and a yacht. No shit, like. <laughs> I'll take the fifty million. Like you back. think, like uh, I think my dad would rather me be an NBA champion for fifty million dollars. Yeah. Are you be an NBA champion? Yeah. No. I mean, here and here's the thing. It's not like my parents are piss broke. Yeah, no shit. But like, I'm still giving them some of my fifty million dollar contract. You can retire like that and yes. have, a, have a, a, a wonderful time with, with my fifty million dollar contract. So you're giving them ha- like maybe a million dollars or something. The dog is also fucking this thing up. Oh, he is. For the uninitiated, the dog is eating the chair. Yes. He's yeah, um, I don't know. Um, this is a crazy take because it would, ultimately comes down to I want what's best for me, which I I respect. I appreciate the selfishness. Oh, sorry for the fall. <laughs> but I just think the value to other people in my life of two hundred million dollars is worth more than the value to me of winning a championship. I completely agree with that. With your favorite team. Yes. Yes. I don't think there's anything. Like I just... you, like when you were, when you guys were six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Every single night, you went to bed dreaming of being an NBA champion. And did you, did you dream of being an NBA champion in any uniform other than a Warriors uniform? I dreamed about um, Kate Upton. That, I, yeah, <laughs> I dreamed about whether you could go down a pipe like you could in Mario when I was eight years old. It doesn't mean that it was a good idea. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> also, I would be pretty happy as a as a an NBA player in general. I think that my, like, the the utility of winning a championship with my favorite team versus being a sick-ass NBA player and, like, making all-star Okay, so here's, and, like, here's a question. Scoring buckets on people every night, like... Would you rather be LaMelo Ball or, like, JTA? Well, JTA is not going to make $50 million in his career. Who's a player on the Warriors who just run, won a ring who will make $50 Looney. million? Dollars? Come on, Looney. Come on, Looney. We'll probably make $50 million total. He just signed like a $30 million contract and he's already made like 20, so yeah. And who's a max player on a t- on a bad team that'll never win a ring? Cat. Well, at least Cat doesn't have to win a ring. Cat doesn't have to wear that. We'll talk about Gobert in a little bit, but um, <laughs> they have a chance. That was fucked. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it. I just realized that joke. If Kevon Looney grew up a Warriors fan, I think I'd rather be Kevon Looney. You're crazy. Dan Carl Anthony Downs. Mm-hmm. This is a crazy take. It's like I can't, I can't. It's like uh, debating with the Joker. 
Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you have to, like, I, I, like, I, there's no, I have no appeal left. No appeal to rationality. He said, what would charity do with $200 million? <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I think you're, you're on an island here. But I respect okay. the degree to which you like I mean, the Yeah, no, like, I, like it, honestly, like, if you had the money, it would, it's, it's your money. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. You can so, do whatever you want with your life. Whatever's going to make you the happiest. So, uh, if, if you ever get to that point, I think you're a few, uh, a few jump shots away <laughs> right now. But yeah. um, if you ever get there, then I'll, I'll respect your decision. Yeah. Greeny, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be receiving zero dollars from me. That's fine. Me and my five-year, $50 million contract. You owe me nothing. I, I am I'll unentitled. get you tickets. I am unentitled. I'll get you tickets. tickets. You know what? All the money is going to go to my parents, buying them not a yacht, just, uh-huh. a, just a nice house in whatever, whatever neighborhood they want to retire. And when... This is my other argument. When your daughter gets cancer, when? <laughs> not if. <laughs> she will not have any money to uh, well, be able to donate. The Warriors, to the Warriors' main sponsor is Kaiser Permanente, which, so I, I assume that there, I assume in my $50 million contract, there's also family health insurance. Nah. We, we didn't specify that. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a given. Oh, you're right. Um, oh no, health insurance. Oh, then I'm taking my max contract. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so how much would I have to pay you for the Warriors to have lost in the first round of the playoffs? You question. currently not uh, you're not on the team. Like as, I, as as a fan? Yes. Like, like so basically you're asking how much as a fan I value the Warriors winning a championship? Yes. Probably a couple hundred bucks. I thought it would be a lot higher. Like, well, keep in mind, a couple hundred bucks is a lot of money for me. So it's like, would you rather work at Levi's for a week yeah, or have the Warriors win a championship? To have the Warriors win a championship or do neither? Well, well, here, well here's, here's the thing. Am I, am I just, is this money just appearing in my hand or my bank account or am I working for this money? Well, whatever you want. You could just consider it that way. Yeah. Right? You could... My point is, how much money do you, do you make in a week working at Levi's? Um, I think about 200, 200, 200 to $250. Okay, let's say $250, right? I would assume... No you one would, asking Greenberg for money. Please. I would assume you would work an extra week at Levi's for the Warriors to win the championship next year. Well, I'm already working every week at Levi's. Like, like what, like, do you mean pick okay. up like extra shifts? Like, like I'm I, would give you, I would give you a week off, but you'd still make your paycheck. But so the Warriors a, a, didn't... A paid week off? Yeah, but the Warriors didn't win the championship. Or the Warriors win the championship? Yeah. Oh, Warriors championship. Okay, so it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be maybe five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. I would say like a th- for me like a, uh, maybe fifteen hundred dollars is what I would say. That, and that's like that's like oh I gotta go work to make fifteen hundred dollars to get the joy of, of the Warriors winning a championship. I might even be like two K. I now that you put it that way, like. like I gotta do my part, my part. You know, I was right. do, I was doing it every day with the, with the jerseys, right. You know, like, I was trying my best, but it didn't work out, you know, in mm. sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, we won a championship. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, I did my part, and they did theirs. Only screwed it up twice. Only screwed it up twice. <laughs> um, that, that is an interesting question, and now that you kind of, like, so, so the way I'm going to think of money is, I'm going to equate money to paid time off. Okay. Um, and if I, let's assume I make $250 a week at Levi's, um... 200 to 250. Uh, I would, I would probably, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you think of it that way, I mean, I got joy for the entire 10 months of the NBA season, but I'd probably take 10 months of 
paid time off over a Warriors championship because that's several thousand dollars right, without yeah. having to work. Um, I mean, theor- theoretically, if if I if I'm making two fifty a week, that's a thousand dollars a year. And if I take te- you know if I take an entire NBA season of paid time off, that's ten grand. Wait, sorry, thousand dollars a month. Thousand dollars a month. Thank you. And if I take ten months of paid time off, that's ten grand. I'd probably rather I'd rather have ten grand than the Warriors win a ring as a fan. But maybe. I'd probably pay between one and two thousand dollars. I think it's about right for me. Thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. So we're all two thousand dollars richer, right now. Yeah, that's an interesting way of thinking about life. Yeah, it's like the Gary Vee with your parents now. You know about this? Oh yeah, like if they're where he's like, I need you to wake up every morning, and imagine just for five seconds that your whole family died in a in a, <laughs> in a car crash. Think about. How much money you would pay yeah, to save that? So, guys, all of you, I would pay a million dollars to not have my family die in a plane crash yesterday, and they didn't, which <laughs> means cool. I made a million dollars. So, I oh, saved a million dollars. I'm a million. Eli, you're broke. Eli, you're going to be in $200,000 worth of debt. Wrong. I just made $10 million because the earth didn't burn up, and I would have paid $10 million for an earth exploit yesterday. <laughs> Infinite money hacks. Saving money, yeah. There you go. Let's go. Yeah. Infinite money hacks. <laughs> This is how investment banking works. You just <laughs> okay. make up fake money. So, so this has been productive. Good job, um, everyone. Very spirited debate. Uh, we'll have we'll have the comments uh, decide who won this one. Um, but we'll be back. Yeah, we're gonna with, take a uh, take a quick halftime we'll, and we'll talk after, about some Gobert. After halftime, we will we will we will record the great Rudy Gobert debate. Uh, we're back with the great debate of Rudy Gobert, twenty twenty two. Uh, Ryan Greenberg, least favorite player in the NBA, I believe, is probably Rudy Gobert. Easily. Um, he has been a longtime hater and uh, has said things like he's actually a bad defender. Um, he is a fraud. He doesn't deserve any of that money. Uh, he would do better. Lots of things along this, uh, this vein. Um, Eli here is without the, without the stats. We are going no stats for this argument because that's just boring. Um, but uh, Greenberg, why don't you take it away? Why do you hate Rudy Gobert yeah, so much? Yeah, so I, before before I give you guys the opportunities to misconstrue my words and gaslight me and and uh, turn my argument against me, this is this is the hill I am defending. Rudy Gobert is nowhere near deserving three defensive player of the years. He doesn't deserve one. He is a fraud and he is an average NBA center. That is my take. And here's why. The second round of the 2021 NBA playoffs, when the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Utah Jazz, every single possession for stretches of every games, it was Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson taking Rudy Gobert to the cup and scoring over him. And first of all, I know your guys' argument is, Oh, well, he's not a perimeter defender. They weren't dripping threes over his face. They were beating him in the paint. They were beating him in Rudy Gobert's wheelhouse. They were beating him where Rudy Gobert supposedly should have won those three defensive players of the year. And two, if you're a three-time defensive player of the year, there is no excuse for getting beat in the playoffs by two completely mediocre guards. And that team needed Rudy Gobert to step up to win that series, and he did not step up, and he doesn't deserve that contract that he has. And, again, if, if, if you're a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, 
you can't just be good at defense on one spot of the floor with your feet standing still, guarding one type of player. That doesn't earn you three defensive players of the year. You need to be more dynamic defender than that. You need to be a more versatile defender than that. And you need to be a better defender than that. And you can't be beaten so easily as a defensive player because at the end of the day, defense only really matters what your weakest link is because you could be excellent at defense in all but one category. And as long as that team can exploit you in one category, it doesn't matter how good you are at deep defending other types of basketball. It really only matters how good you are at your weakest element of defense because that's how teams are going to attack you. And Rudy Gobert got attacked and got beat by very okay NBA players. And that is not something somebody who deserves three defensive player of the years would have happen to them. A, def- a, a defensive player of the year needs to be able to defend all five positions everywhere on the floor. Nonetheless, Wait, hold on. nonetheless, nonetheless, Mark is smart, words. by the way. He's currently so, the current so defensive greeny, player of the year. Greeny, and he got cooked greeny, in the finals. Greeny, Greeny, who is defensive player of the year? <laughs> who should be or who is? Who should be? I think it should be someone Does this like... this player needs to be able to guard all five positions? I think, it needs, I think it should be Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard. Do you Drew think Butler, Jimmy Butler can guard five. Joel Embiid? No. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. But someone who someone who can maybe not guard, but hold their own, or not look like a clown against a certain type of position, or not get completely exposed by one position. Somebody who can be serviceable against most players in all five positions. So what about Chris Paul? Was he ever a deep boy? He's a, a long time. Right. All he was first time player. all defense because you don't because to be the guard in the first team all defense, you need to be a good defensive guard. But to be a good defensive player, you can't just be a good defensive center, you need to be a good defensive player. So your argument is that there is a different criteria for being first team all defense than for being defensive player of the year, which is not true. So by the way, it's actually the same. So no you you think that like do you writing. think that MVP has a different criteria than first table NBA. No. How is that not analogous? How is it that the first team all defense is a different series of qualifications than the because defensive it, player because of the year? Because in order to be a, def- a good defensive guard, you don't need to guard centers. Yeah, no shit. No shit. In order to be a, so that's how you get into the first team all defense as a guard. So you but, but think you so that you that only you think defensive player centers. of the year? You think defensive player of the year should Go so, to the most versatile defender, that's it? The, I, it? It should go to a defender who doesn't have deficiencies. Defense, like, deficiencies matter in defense. Are you, are you going to tell, tell me that deficiencies play no part in defense? No, that, that's not what I'm say? arguing. I'm arguing that every single player in the NBA has defensive deficiencies. Jimmy Butler, can, name the most, the most versatile defender you can think of right now. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons cannot guard people in the paint very well. Also, that's a bad take. okay. It's okay. He's, he's deficient. He's not, he's he's not, certainly he's not, he's deficient. not good. He is not a good health defender. He's not a very good rim protector. He's a good on-ball defender. He's a, a great on-ball defender. And he can guard He can guard one through four. Yeah, probably one, one through, through four. four. If you match, you would never match him up against a center in a game. Like, if you have a player that's bigger than him. Even if there's a player who's 6'9", that's like, a, a, is a center, you play that center against a center. You don't play Ben Simmons against him because he's, he's not valuable there. Right, but if, if Ben Simmons... If Ben Simmons were to get switched on to somebody, you're not like, oh shit. Like if 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 you're a if you're a Nets fan, I think and too, Ben Simmons gets switched too on. Too much of this also is the way that you're watching basketball is like we play pickup basketball, where it's about ISOs and one on one. 
the reason that centers are the most valuable defensive players in the league, if you look at any fucking de- defensive stick, is because they're help and rim protectors. Draymond Green is not a top five on-ball defender in the NBA. No. Not at all. No, he's no. not top off ten. Off-ball, he's yes, amazing. Yes, he's a rim protector and an off-ball person, and he quarterbacks the defense. How can you protect the rim when the ball isn't there? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, like, if somebody has the ball in the paint, Draymond Green's going to defend them because he protects the rim. How, how is how is rim We're protecting off-ball? We're talking about a ball? slasher that someone helps, right? Rim protecting is different than on-ball. You, you think rim protection and on-ball defense are the same thing? Not at all. No. Well, on-ball defense, on-ball defense is when you pick somebody up when they have the ball, whether yes. they're whether they're two feet away from the basket or at the three-point line. We don't start from the two two feet away from the basket. Well, sometimes you catch a pat. Sometimes you know that's, that's we'll call that. Defense. Yeah, that's that would be health defense. It depends. That's post defense. That's post defense. If you're post-defense. playing, say that's post. If you're playing a a zone, then that's always health. So, I want to take a few steps back. First, you're saying that he doesn't deserve three defensive player of the years. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we can talk through that. I guess you only think that, like, OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes and yeah. Ben Simmons deserve three. So, Giannis is not a good defender, Yo, obviously. Oh, it clearly not. Because he can't guard guards. Who? So, oh, Ka- Kyrie would cook Giannis. It wouldn't be close. <laughs> so, Giannis, he's... Well, no, no, he can be first team all defense, but he can't be defensive player of the year. Right, There's right. a difference. <laughs> yes. Okay. You, okay, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt because there's no one who can truly guard all five positions. Equally. You're the one who said that they need to guard all five positions. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. No take it with a grain of salt. Rudy Gobert cannot guard all five positions. Right, but Kevon Looney can guard someone better at the three-point line than Rudy Gobert can. Like, maybe. I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I don't, how like, much sure. better is you, you Kevon don't Looney at guarding That the doesn't mean he's better. Than, no, this sorry, is how like much a, is Rudy Gobert guarding the paint than Kevon Looney? It's, it's, it's what you're doing is... You're like, okay, let's compare two players. Are, are you ready? We're going we're gonna to compare Steph Curry and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a better rebounder, probably a better passer, better defense. Steph is better at scoring. Ah, uh, Ben Simmons has more categories, therefore he's better, but for defense. You have to look at the magnitude of what they're good at. Rim protection is the most important defensive skill in the NBA. And he is the best at it in the NBA. It absolutely is. He's looking at us like it's not. Like, like... This isn't, this isn't the fucking look, 1980s anymore. Do you, what do you, do you mean remember? it's not the 1980s? The, the finals this year, the most important defensive player on the team for the Celtics by far was Robert Williams. And they lost. Beca- okay, so? It doesn't matter. The, you can't, you, you can't, were so much your, your better best defense- Williams was on the court. Because this and, is and, and, and they still weren't good enough. And take and the, look at, okay, and who was the Warriors' best defender? Andrew Wiggins. Andrew and he was a, he's a very versatile defender. He can pick someone up. Up high, down low, on ball, off ball. Do you ball, think Andrew Wiggins is better than Draymond? And whose defense win that series? Do you think so, so Andrew Wiggins is better than Draymond at defense? Uh, in that series, he was. Is Andrew Wiggins was Andrew Wiggins better than Robert Williams at defense? You'd be wrong to say he Andrew was Wiggins. absolutely not. Robert Williams was by far the best defensive player. Right, but it, how did it he help impact? Them? Okay, impact. Okay, the here's the issue with so, here's the issue so with your take. Let's say you just swapped Robert Williams and Draymond. The Warriors still win now with Robert Williams. Now, all of a sudden, he's the best defensive player. You can't look at one player like this and then say it's the reason. Then, oh, I don't care how good he's at defense because his team doesn't if win. If you build your this defense around with protection, Rudy. it's not going to win. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, this, okay. Put it on. The, Warrior, the Warriors have won championships without great rim protection. You can win a championship without great rim protection. Um, Draymond Green is, the, is one of the best big one. defenders in the NBA. That's why they've. That's why they've won a lot. There, there were, there were, how many years? Uh, Forty years in the NBA where you could never win a championship without good rim protection. And how many of those years did Rudy Gobert play? You can still do that right now. <laughs> so, that, that, that hasn't happened. Who do you think is the best defender in the NBA? Probably Giannis. 
Didn't we just a minute ago say that Giannis can't guard people on ball, which means he's not that good? I, I never said that. You think that Giannis would be able to, to hang with Terrence Mann on the perimeter? Better than Rudy Gobert did. And here's the thing. If Ter- you know, maybe Terrence Mann can try to shoot over Giannis, but if Terrence Mann tries to drive through Giannis, Giannis is going to swat that shit off the backboard. I want to see how many... Rudy Gobert is slow. Rudy Gobert is he's way not, too slow. He's not good at perimeter defense. That's fine. That's I know. Not and to be and you, can't, you can't be... Like, here's the thing. It's one thing to be a center and to be great at, a great rim protector and a, belo, and, you know, and a below average you know, perimeter defender because centers are supposed to be below average perimeter defenders. But Rudy Gobert is the worst perimeter defender in the league. It's, that's Trey Young. Um, uh, for centers. For centers. It's the worst perimeter. Also, it doesn't matter. Wait, you think like Rudy Gobert is worse at perimeter defense than like Brooke Lopez? Kevon Looney. <laughs> I th- I think Kevon Looney can guard the perimeter better than than Rudy Gobert can. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert by oh, by is the worst. Inez Freedom. He's the worst. <laughs> Do you think Inez Freedom? First of all. Okay. First Rudy of all, Gobert, being black, starting, first of all, being first, black first by the starting center. I can get this out sure, there. He's being black sure. by the league. Holy, he talked shit to, to LeBron James, and he called the GM. He called. He called. Uh, what's his name? Adam Silver, and he blacklisted him, and he's no longer allowed. Let's expose this shit. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm going on a campaign. I've got the documents right here. <laughs> I've got the documents. I'm going to protest at the next uh, uh, hot dog eating contest. Enjoy testing. <laughs> kick me off the phone. How many hot dogs do you think Inez Freedom could eat? And, and would it be more than Rudy Gobert? More than Rudy Gobert. <laughs> it's like imagine if Joey Chestnut just turns out he just couldn't eat watermelon very well and you're like oh he might be first team all eating but he's not the <laughs> best eater yeah because he's really good at the most important thing a hot dog eating contest is the most important thing and he's the best at it it's and not so that he's the best hot dog eater he's the best competitive eater everyone would agree he's nobody because competitive eating is hot dogs no there's way more stuff name more one stuff. Person who won a competitive eating championship that wasn't hot dog. I'm sure Matt Stoney is. Uh, Matt Stoney eats a, eats a ton of stuff. Uh, what's his name? Badlands Chugs won a chugging competition. That's drinking. That's not eating. Get fucked. Competitive <laughs> drinking is part of competitive eating. That's true. They drink water. Oh, we're just we're just defining, changing definitions now, are we? A chugging contest <laughs> is competitive eating. It's competitive Absolutely. Z does not like this. Um, okay. okay. I going, back to, going back to, to, to this, we, we understand group okay, take. Right. So Rudy here. Gobert, Rudy Gobert is for starting centers below the 50th percentile in perimeter defense. Okay. Um, uh, it's so sad. And you can't. And that, that, that doesn't. That like you can't win a depoy if you have a defensive deficiency that is that easy to uh, to. It is not that easy to explain. The only how come, reason it's how come Reggie Jackson he played with the with four. Terrible defenders around him. It's like saying Steph Bogdanovich Curry. is not a terrible defender. Mike Conley's not, not a terrible yes, defender. Yes, they're both bad. Of, of, of Royce O'Neal's not a terrible defender. Bogdanovich is a terrible is defender. Royce O'Neal's mid. Everyone else sucks on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else sucks. That's on Whiteside. He's a good defender. Hassan Whiteside was not playing on the terrible defender. Are you kidding me? He got a triple double with blocks. Well, how long ago? 2015. If you're saying Hassan Whiteside is a bad defender, then he is now. You don't know ball. You don't know ball. <laughs> you think that Rudy Gobert is a bad defender. You're hilarious. <laughs> so, you, I'll just like, I want to unpack all of your takes. I, you also, think, I also want to, want, to, want to ask some more uh, who's better questions, but, but keep going. I need to unpack a lot of your takes. You think that the qualifications to be first team all defense are different than the qualifications to be 
Defensive Player of the Year because only wings can win Defensive Player of the Year. I never said only wings. But you can said win only people who you. The only thing you. Your number one criteria is versatility. So yeah, if you were to say that the reason why Gobert couldn't win it, you'd also have to say that Giannis couldn't win it. No, because Giannis Giannis can pick people up at the paint, and you know maybe they'll get in front of him, but Giannis with his you know fantastic four extendo arms can still block can still block okay. them. Uh, Joel Embiid, I could say. Do you think Marcus Smart should be defensive player of the year? No. What about uh, McCall Bridges? Not this year. I, I, I mean, I also like... Hypothetically. Like, in, in his future? Sure. Yeah. He can't guard fours or fives. He can guard fours. Can't guard fives. Maybe could hang with a four, depending on who it was. Maybe a stretch four. That doesn't mean he's bad. It just means it's not his position. It's like saying that you can't be the best scorer in basketball if you don't have any... Seth Curry doesn't have any post moves. You can't be the best scorer in basketball. It's not what he's supposed no, but, to be good but at. But here's the thing. In offense, you only... Like, if Steph can score 30 points without the post, that's great. But if Rudy Gobert can do everything except perimeter defense, he's going to lose. That's the issue is you keep on thinking of defense as if we're playing in the park and it's one-on-one. Defense matters in the NBA from true. a rotational and a help perspective. That's what matters the most. That's why centers are the most valuable. You can look at any defensive statistic. I'm not allowed to right now because I'm just talking about him and who is that dog in him, respectively. But there's a reason why rim protection is much more important than perimeter defense. It's because even if someone is an elite perimeter defender, it is incredibly easy to screen off of them. It's true. The best perimeter defender in the league just gets screened off of. You can't screen around. Marcus Smart can't guard Steph Curry. You just screen him, right? You can't screen around rim protection. You can do your best to draw someone out of the paint, which they did because there's no one else that's good at defense on that team. And even then, if he chooses to play up so they don't shoot over him and then they drive past him, it's not his fault. It's his team's fault. It's true. Ultimately, you you keep on uh, varying what your standards are for how good someone is. It's one thing to argue that he doesn't deserve his contract. We can talk more about max contracts or whatever. It's one thing to argue that he doesn't deserve three defensive player of the years. Maybe he deserves one or two. But to say he's not an he above average one. center in the NBA... Is a ridiculous take. I need you to name fourteen centers that are better. Better than at defense. No, 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 let's go. Yeah, like it's 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 a ludicrous take. Perimeter defense. So no, far, defense. you've only really said that Giannis is better than him, which is a is a debatable take. Basically, that comes down to whether you like rim protection or a little less rim protection and more versatility. Fine. And, you know, it's not a bad take to say that Giannis is better than Gobert. I I I, think I would I agree say with that. that Giannis, Gobert, and Draymond are in some combo with the three best. Most valuable defender in the NBA. Kawhi. When he's healthy. It de- again, with Kawhi, though, you can screen off of Kawhi. Bam. Bam. Jimmy. Robert, I, I Jimmy is Jimmy's, the, Jimmy's not him. Well, I think, I think, I think a healthy Anthony Davis is better at defense than Rudy Gobert. Anthony Davis can't guard people on the perimeter. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You just hate Rudy Gobert just because he's Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Anthony Davis, there is nothing that Anthony Davis does better at defense than Rudy Gobert. He can, like, it is, Rudy Gobert is one of the easiest people to blow past in the league. More than most centers. How many times a game does that happen? Uh, Like, four times? It it happened four times in four possessions. For seven games straight in... I mean, he's not the person getting blown past in that scenario. He was, I saw it. He's getting, it's Jonathan Mitchell getting blown past. And then Gobert no, it's a switch. around the rim. They were they were getting no. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. It was either A, Rudy Gobert has his feet set and goes up to contest a shot, and then Terrence Mann or Reggie Jackson, boop, scoop up and under. Easy bucket. Or 
they switch. Rudy Gobert now has to guard this little shrimp up at the up at the perimeter, and at forty percent speed, you know Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson is already at the basket, and Rudy Gobert is still spinning in circles. Like there and there, there like there are there are two different videos of two different instances of Steph turning Rudy Gobert inside out. You know, granted, Steph is Steph. Talk towards the. Sorry, it's, it's not going to pick you up as well. Ste- you know, granted, Steph is Steph. But, and then I, I remember seeing, like, two days ago, I showed you a video of, like, Rudy Gobert being a fraud. I don't remember that. No stats. Um, I'm not pulling, this isn't stats. Uh, I was going to ask, do you think that Draymond Green is a good defender? Worthy of a defensive player of the year? Yes. He did not play very good defense in a few games in the finals. Okay. I'm not saying he want, should have won a Depoy this year. So, a, a a lapse in defense, even if it is that, which which I feel like you are you're basing your Rudy Gobert take off of uh, a four game stretch, right? Draymond Green has. But I've been bad talking defense. about I've been talking about He's Rudy Gobert actually bad defense mm-hmm. for four games in a row, and he did it. I think he played three really bad games of defense in the finals. Is he still worthy of that? Because I feel like you just... Uh, I think the root of this all is just that you haven't really watched that much Rudy Gobert. And what you have... Watched I've watched more Rudy Gobert than was, you guys. Was him getting cooked. No, no. Your, your guys' argument is based on the numbers you see and what the media tells you and what the awards... What, what awards he's won. My, my argument is based off watching him. Okay. So the media... The media, by the way, which is made up almost entirely of former coaches and players or front office people, and current NBA players, all of them are also watching basketball just like you, Ryan. Yep. But you think that you know you're better at watching than they are. And you watch more? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, did you watch the Olympics? Uh, some of it. I watched the Olympics, and I watched Team France have an amazing, amazing run, almost exclusively because of Rudy Gobert's incredible defense he was we we're, we're, we're bringing up olympic defense. basketball now are we seriously like like you guys need olympic basketball to win this argument I'm i just saying, i just i just i just want to i just want to make did, sure did you I, watch it sorry wait did you watch the olympics yeah some of did it. you watch not Team every game France play i did did you see rudy gobert playing defense it's pretty easy to play defense when you're playing against a bunch of team usa he played against team usa team usa i don't watch that game. i don't watch that game okay then you didn't watch let, let's, let's just get it out How there. Did you, he you didn't see, watch you, it. You're, you watched a Team France versus what? <laughs> Nigeria? Who, 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 I don't remember. It's okay. You can admit you didn't watch it. I watched highlights on my phone. You watch. Okay, so. He didn't watch. The, the media. He was versus incredible. Greeny watching highlights on his phone. He was keeping. Can you keeping even see team which player is which on your phone? Is he keeping Team France neck and neck with Team USA. He's the only good player on that team. They have Frank Nilakina. He's their starting point guard. <laughs> Counterpoint, frankly, Nikina is better at defense than everyone on the Jazz besides Rudy Gobert. Probably. <laughs> it's All like, right. if, imagine, if, if, here's a scenario, are you ready? Imagine if the Warriors were playing a team, and in the playoffs, and they decided, screw it, we're just going to blitz Steph. We're just not letting Steph beat us, mm-hmm. all right? And they would just double-team Steph, and there was nothing he could do about it. He put up 14 points. And his team lost. Because okay. every time he would pass the ball out, it would, there would be an open shooter who would miss it. Or someone would miss a layup or whatever. And you'd say, look, I understand that he put up 33 points the whole regular season on 
whatever. 65% true shooting. I understand that he's the best scorer in the league, but look how easy it was to beat him at this one thing when all of his teammates suck. Therefore, I need a well-rounded offensive player like Devin Booker who can do more things. He's got that dog in him. You can't do that to him. It's an idiotic take based on the assumption that being able to do more things makes you better than someone who can do one thing very, very good. But it's an idiotic take to think that deficiency in offense is the same as deficiency in defense. Here's the thing. In offense, you get to decide what you do in offense. You get to decide if you pass the ball, if you shoot the ball, if you dribble the ball. You get to decide how you're going to try to score. In defense, you have to react to what the offense is doing. But you can still be very forward with the scheme that you put out there and the way that you do coverages. It's not that you have no options. Yeah, but defense defense can't tell the offense how to play. Offense well, can't. It can't. It almost always does, actually. It's like yeah, if you want to run zone or you want to run a box and run or you want to double defense. someone. If anything, you go out there with a set defense, the offense conforms around that defense to I score against it. I disagree. It's like that like when you when you would like draw X's and O's, Steve Kerr in the in the in the huddle, he's drawing it based on their defense. He's not saying, Oh, we need to run this play. Uh doesn't matter what they're playing. Of course it matters what they're playing. That's that's all that matters. It's like, you know, I, I'm not one that has played much uh organized basketball, but I do know that you have different ways of breaking down different defenses. Right, obviously, there are different def- like offensive sets and defensive sets, and it's like you know, if you're going up against you know a team like Rudy Gobert, you're gonna say, "Hey, let's get switches and let's let's slash." You know, like obviously you're gonna you're gonna scout teams and you're gonna you know adjust how you play based on their strengths and weaknesses. Well, what if they start saying, "Okay, we're just gonna play uh, we're gonna play a zone and Gobert is never gonna switch. He's just gonna stay down low." Then you beat Donovan Mitchell. Then you beat you, know, you you beat them in the perimeter. Yeah, because the rest of his teammates suck. Right. Okay. If you swapped Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green, would the Warriors win the championship? Oh my god. You're gonna say no, aren't you? Is it wait, wait, what year? What year? This year. This year? And then who do we have playing at the four? Just swap them. We have Rudy Gobert and Looney on the floor at the same time? Well, okay. pick an equivalent. Porter. Porter? Probably, because Rudy Gobert doesn't need to leave the paint. On the Warriors? Okay, I think that we have kind of gotten to the point where the argument is, is kind of just circling around now. We haven't really, you know... Uh, both people are, are kind of still on their own side, so um, if either of you guys have some closing remarks to make, um, we can wrap it up and uh, say that we love each other and kiss. Kiss, you said? Yeah. <laughs> Kissing noises. Greenberg, <laughs> um, anything just to, just to cap it all? Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I would like to point out that during the break, you guys suggested we end the argument before I did, so therefore I win due to forfeit. I will say two things. The first is that this is like arguing, like I said earlier in the episode, with the Joker. Uh, while we were on break, Greeny said that he thinks that perimeter defense is more important than interior defense, which Lucas and I just don't really know how to respond to. Because that's just something you hear from anyone who's really ever played in the NBA. And there's a reason why perimeter defenders haven't won a Defensive Player of the Year award, I think, se- besides this year, until uh, it was Gary Payton, right? So, again, but everyone's wrong and Greeny's right. And then the last thing I will say 
He said it. He said it. It honestly does play like it does count. Like that's that's an official win. It goes one up for Greenberg after he said that. Yeah. The last, okay. yeah. The last thing I will say is that uh, Greeny opened the argument by saying his least favorite player in the NBA is Rudy Gobert. I will come out and say my least favorite player in the NBA is Miles Bridges. But to each their own, and I think that says a lot about us as you know as people. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, we've we've done it all today. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this debate episode of Unentitled Sports. Uh, please let us know who was more entitled in this debate, who won, how do you feel about Rudy Gobert, um, and we'll be back at it. I'm sure with some more news. NBA. Uh, we'll talk some baseball. I'm sure next time. Um, but I hope you guys all stay safe. <laughs>